Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening to this. This is episode two of the Sports Analysis Podcast. My name is Craig Skiff, as you probably knew from the first episode. And today, we'll be going into a deep dive into what happened in the NFL Divisional Round of the playoffs for both the AFC and the NFC. And we will be going by the times these games went off. So we're going to start with the Rams versus Packers first. I'll give a few minutes of analysis on that game. And then we will go to Ravens versus Bills, which happened Saturday night. And then we'll get into yesterday's games, which kicked off with the Browns versus the Chiefs. And then we'll close it out with the Buccaneers and Saints round three between Tom Brady and Drew Brees. So to start things off, we will go to Lambeau Field for what happened in the first game of our divisional round weekend. Our final score was the top-seeded Packers defeating the sixth-seeded LA Rams by the final of 32-18. to 18. Aaron Rodgers was his usual efficient self on this night, completing 23 of 36 passes for nearly 300 yards, 296 to be exact, and two touchdowns, no picks, efficient as ever. The Packers' ground game really got rolling in this game. Aaron Jones had 14 carries for 99 yards and a touchdown. Jamal Williams had 12 carries for 65 yards. A.J. Dillon, 6 carries for 27. And you can subtract 3 from Aaron Rodgers' 4 carries. So all in all, a very well-balanced attack. 72 plays run by the Packers, 36 passes, and 36 runs. 50-50. And they had a total yardage of four hundred and eighty-four yards of total offense. When you can put stats stats like that, that will normally win you games. And the Packers, they were pretty much in control right from the end of the second quarter right to the very end. Let's take a look at what the Rams had. Jared Goff, he had a pretty decent game. 21-27 for a buck 74 and a touchdown. Not quite the yards per attempt that Aaron Rodgers had in this game. Cam Akers had 18 carries for 90 yards and a score. But that Rams defense, that was one of the best in the league, they just kind of got carved up by that Packers offense. And that was really the story of the game. So the Packers move on to the NFC Championship game for the first time, for the second year in a row, I should say. But this is the first time since Aaron Rodgers has been the quarterback of the Packers that he's gotten to host the NFC Championship game. And I guarantee you, he's not going to waste that opportunity. 
The Packers right now look like a favorite in the NFC, and I honestly don't think there could be any stopping the Packers from getting to Super Bowl 55. So now that we've got the Packers and Rams out of the way, let's take a look at the Ravens versus the Bills, which was the Saturday night game on NBC. The second-seeded Bills knocked off the fifth-seeded Baltimore Ravens 17-3. And to be very honest, this game should have been a little more lopsided than it was. I did watch the entirety of this game. This Bills offense, they were kind of missing some big plays that they could have made. And this could have been a much more lopsided game. Josh Allen was 23-37 for 206 and a touchdown. Not very not very efficient through the air. Just of just under 6 yards per attempt. But the thing is, he didn't really need to be efficient with the ball because that Bills defense was just absolutely gobbling up the Ravens. And they really didn't allow Baltimore to really get anything going. I think the play that really ended the game where it did was when Lamar Jackson, who was 14-24, not accurate in this game for 162, he had the crucial pick when the Ravens were about to drive into the end zone. And Bill's defensive back, Teron Johnson, picked him off and wound up taking it back to the house and made a house call. A 101-yard pick six. And to me, that was essentially, that was the dagger late in the third quarter. I don't think there was any way Baltimore was going to come back after after that pick six. Mark Jackson did get crunched later on in the game and had to be taken out. And Tyler Huntley came in, and he wasn't much better. He had just 60 passing yards. And no one on the Baltimore side garnered more than 42 yards, with Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins both getting 10 carries for 42 yards apiece. So the Bills really were really looking at stopping Lamar Jackson and trying to make him throw to beat them. And he played kind of right into the Bills' hands there. I'll tell you what, next week, if there's one player on their opponent that's not playing, I'm going to have to go with the Buffalo Bills to win the AFC Championship. And speaking of that particular opponent, let's dive right in to our first game of yesterday. Divisional round games which was the Kansas City Chiefs barely surviving the Cleveland Browns 22-17. to although, although, although it's not for a reason that you might think that they survived. It wasn't that the Browns played great defense. It was really one key thing that kind of kept the Browns in the game. And that was the fact that Patrick Mahomes was taken out in the third quarter 
due to a nasty tackle that he that he took, and it wound up being a concussion that ruled him out for the rest of the game. The Browns tried to get a late lead, but could not quite get it done. Patrick Mahomes was 21 of 30, 255, averaging over eight and a half yards of play, averaging eight and a half yards per play per attempt. That's that's about as good as you want from your star guy, but obviously he was taken out because of the concussion that he suffered in the third quarter. The Chiefs running game didn't, didn't have to be all that effective because their defense was able to force the Browns into some costly mistakes, including a big-time play by Chief Safety Dan Sorensen to knock the ball out of Rashard Higgins' hands when he was about to go into the end zone for a score. And that ball ultimately rolled out of the end zone for a touchback. That prevented the Browns from getting seven points. And that was a deflating play for Cleveland. I honestly felt that was really kind of the game. Browns were kind of forced into some, into some very costly mistakes. Baker Mayfield, when he throws 32 or more times a game, more likely than not, he's not going to be the guy who can win the game for you. He only had he had he completed 23 of 37 passes yesterday for just 204 yards. Had a touchdown and a pick. And their ground game. The Browns were averaging almost 150 rushing yards a game. That was third best in the league. In that first half, Kansas City bottled them up. He had, they had just 18 rushing yards in the first half. This game should have been a more lopsided should have been more lopsided than it was, to be very honest. And sometimes the final score doesn't indicate how dominant one team really was. And that was really the case in this one. And really, the only reason the Cleveland Browns really got back in this game was due to the fact that Patrick Mahomes was forced to leave the game with a concussion and was ruled out for the rest of the game. Kansas City Chiefs hold on, but at what cost? They become the first team since the Philadelphia Eagles to host the NFC Championship game three, host the conference championship game three straight years. It's something that's never been done in the AFC. The big question on everybody's mind going into the next weekend. Will Patrick Mahomes clear concussion protocol in time to lead his Chiefs back to the Super Bowl? Or does that concussion keep him out and give the Buffalo Bills a potential opportunity to essentially luck their way into playing for the Lombardi Trophy for the first time in nearly three decades? When Patrick Mahomes is leading this Kansas City offense, there is really no team that can stack up to the Kansas City Chiefs. 
If he's not there, it's a different Chiefs offense and one that you can probably be able to contain for a significant amount of time. But it's a completely different offense when Patrick Mahomes is on the field and calling calling the audibles and leading that offense. It just is. Should be very I'll be keeping close tabs on this situation with Patrick Mahomes and the concussion. But this game could be ripe for the Bills, ripe for the taking for the Bills. If Pat Mahomes is not on that field. And now we get to our last divisional round game of the weekend. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers facing off against the New Orleans Saints for the third time this season. Their very first time facing each other in the NFL playoffs. I'm going to say this very – it is very hard for a team to be able to sweep an opponent in a division twice season and then come back and beat them a third time. It's not very – it's almost impossible for that to happen. One of the things that I saw in 2007 with the New York Giants, they lost to the Dallas Cowboys twice in the NFC East in 20, 2007. The Giants made it as a wild card and then knocked them off. Then knocked off the Cowboys in the divisional round. They ultimately won the Super Bowl and toppled an undefeated Patriots squad that had Tom Brady on there. This time around, it's Brady with the payback on Drew Brees and the Saints as the Buccaneers won 30-20 to to set up Rodgers-Brady round two. Next Sunday, but this time for the right to go to the Super Bowl. And I am going to be very honest. Drew Brees did not look good at all in this game. 19 of 34. And Drew Brees is normally at at or above 70% completion. He was at 56 in this game. He was not good. Had just 134 yards of the year. That's atrocious for someone who is the NFL's all-time passing yards leader. And he also had three costly picks yesterday. And I believe two of them... The Buccaneers traded in for touchdowns. So very sloppy, very bad game for Drew Brees. And you have to think, this is probably the last game of what is going to be a Hall of Fame career. He certainly didn't like the way it ended. But that's usually the case with quarterbacks, especially the great ones. They usually end up Having a stinker as their last one. Dan Marino, 1999. The beating that he took against the Jaguars in the playoffs that year. This had to be the end. This is going to be. This is probably the end of the road for Drew Brees as an NFL QB. 
and he's probably going to retire within like the next month or two. But Tom Brady at age 43 is still going. And the running game really didn't do the Saints any favors either. Barely over 100 yards rushing. And Alvin Kamara was kept completely out of the end zone of this game. So you have to... So that's crazy. The Buccaneers? Brady wasn't all that much better. He was 18 of 33 for 199 yards. But he did throw two touchdown passes. Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones did give the Buccaneers they did give the Buccaneers some running power. Combined, 30 carries for 125 yards. Neither of them got into the end zone, but they did provide the Buccaneers with some with a running game. And Leonard Fournette was their leading receiver as well. Five catches for 44 yards. And he did catch a touchdown pass. Tom Brady, Mike Evans had just one catch, and it was the three-yard TD from Brady as well. Cam, Cameron Bray and Chris Godwin each had four catches, and then it's Scott Miller, Tyler Johnson, Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown, and Mike Evans each with one. So they didn't have to really put a whole lot of points on the board. Their defense came through big time. Devin White, Sean Murphy Bundy, and Mike Edwards all had a pick in this game. Antoine Winfield Jr. had a forced fumble that was recovered by the Buccaneers as well. So four takeaways by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this game. And that's what really kind of boils it down to. Four turnovers by the Saints in this game, including three picks by Drew Brees and that forced fumble from Antoine Winfield Jr. And that's really the story of the game. With Tom Brady getting the turnovers from his defense that allows his team and the offense to have the short field to make the Saints pay. And more often than not, the Buccaneers did. So, next week, it's Conference Championship Sunday. It is Kansas City hosting the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Championship game. And on the NFC side, it will be Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers hosting the NFC title game against TB12, Tom Brady, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If Patrick Mahomes doesn't play this weekend, this is setting up setting the Bills up to steal it. If he is, Patrick Mahomes is cleared to play in time. I don't see the Chiefs beating the I don't see the Chiefs losing to the Bills. Patrick Mahomes right now is the best quarterback in the league, bar none. And he's only 25. Think about it. This guy's won an NFL MVP 
a Super Bowl MVP, and a Lombardi Trophy. And he's only 25. He is going to be one of those quarterbacks where you think this guy is going to be an absolute legend. And, of course, it doesn't help when you have one of the legendary offensive-minded coaches in Andy Reid. Last year, he finally added the one piece that was missing to what is now going to be a first ballot Hall of Fame resume, the Vince Lombardi Trophy. That was the one thing he was missing. He adds a second. He's going to go down as one of the best coaches in NFL history, bar none. Already has over 200 wins as a head coach. And he's been in the coaching game for over 20 years. And he's had some very good teams. He's had nothing. Like this Patrick Mahomes-led Kansas City Chiefs squad. And if Pat Mahomes is playing this Sunday, you can almost write the Chiefs into the Super Bowl. On the NFC side, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Nothing more needs to be said. Packers, Buccaneers. Packers hosting the NFC Championship game for the first time since Brett Favre's final year in the green and gold in 2007 when they lost to the Giants 23-20 in overtime. The Buccaneers making their first trip to the NFC Championship game since 2002. And one of the key differences between this Tampa team that's been... Normally, the Buccaneers have been really bad in cold weather games. But the one thing that really differentiates their one cold weather game, they playoff game they won... The 2002 NFC Championship game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Who was their quarterback? Brad Johnson, who spent most of his career at that point, by that point, with the Vikings. Tom Brady spent 20 years with the Patriots. He would know how to weather cold weather games. Especially with Lambeau Field going to be in the mid-20s with a chance of snow coming in next Sunday. You have to think. This could potentially favor Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. This is the first, but I'm saying this is the first time that Aaron Rodgers has played the NFC Championship game at home in his career. I don't think he's going to waste that opportunity. I'm going to go look up the early betting lines for Conference Championship Sunday. Let me just take a quick, quick minute here. 
should have it. Yeah, here we go. The opening betting line for the NFC Championship game as of today is Packers minus four. It's very interesting. The question I have for this game, who can get the round game going more? Can it be Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams of the Packers potentially playing the right kind of physical football that can open things up for Aaron Rodgers? Or will it be Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones paving the way for Tom Brady to get things going on his end? If it's the former, Packers win. And that opening line, I tend to be a bit of a sports better here. Packers minus four. I would kind of take the points here. I think this is going to come down to one field goal between these two teams. I think it's going to be Packers 27, Buccaneers 24. And it's tough to beat a great quarterback twice in one season. Aaron Rodgers is going to be looking for revenge. And I think he's going to get it. There's my predictive final score for the NFC Championship. Packers 27, Bucks 24. Green Bay goes back to the Super Bowl for the first time in 10 years. The AFC Championship game, on the other hand, there is a real crazy feeling to it. From what I have seen so far, Chiefs have been favored by two and a half points in the early bills, in the early betting. But it could swing as much as seven points. This spread could swing as much as seven points. Depending on if Patrick Mahomes plays this Sunday or not. If he does, the Chiefs are obviously going to be favored by a little more. If he doesn't, the Buffalo Bills could be favored and favored pretty heavily. That is the big, big question. I'm going to assume that Patrick Mahomes is going to play this Sunday. And if that's the case, I'm going to take the Chiefs minus the points. Let's see if it goes down a little. If it's less than three, my gut instinct, give the points and go the Chiefs. My final score in this one, Chiefs 31, Bills 24. I think the Bills can get some offense in, but it's not going to be enough. To stop the Chiefs if Patrick Mahomes is playing. If he's not, then I'll offer this second prediction. I would think the Buffalo Bills beat the Chiefs 24 to 20 in that scenario. So these are my predictions based on the big scenario here. If Patrick Mahomes plays, Chiefs win 31-24. If he does not, I'm going to take the Bills to win 24 to 20. 
So that is going to do it for the review of NFC Divisional Round. NFC and AFC Divisional Round games. As, as well as a little preview of this Sunday's NFC and AFC Championship games. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Sports Analysis Podcast. My name is Craig. And I hope to see you guys next Monday for a review of the NFC and AFC Championship Games. And then on February 1st, I will be doing a special preview of Super Bowl 55 between the teams that get there. So until next time, be sure to be true to yourselves and good to the people around you. And I'll see you all next time.